Do you struggle with that voice in your head sometimes? You know the one. It's always speaking about what you're doing or what you should be doing, how you're doing or how you should be doing. It's always speaking to you about his affair, his pornography use. It's reminding you constantly what has happened to you or what is currently happening to you. The voice in your head is telling you who you are or who you should be. Beautiful, if you have that running constant battle in your head called a mindset that is taking you down a negative vortex, then today's episode on Beauty Beyond Betrayal is just for you. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. You know, the mind is a curious mystery. It helps us function daily. It houses memories, thoughts, beliefs. It helps us survive and can even help us thrive in life. But when your mind takes on a mind of its own, so to speak, It can be a disaster waiting to happen, especially if your mind has been hijacked by betrayal trauma. Yes, beautiful, today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal, we're talking about mindset. You see, your mindset is the set of core beliefs that you hold about yourself and about the world around you. It dictates how you act and react to the world around you. It also dictates how you treat others as well as yourself. It can come across as a movie or a radio station playing loudly in your head. It is showing or telling you all you need to know about the people in your life, about others, and even yourself. But your mindset can actually hijack your life, your relationships, your career, etc. if you're not aware of its negative connotations. You know, when we have been betrayed, our mindset can go to a dark place. 
And what I want you to realize today is your mindset just doesn't happen. In other words, you don't wake up one day and have a certain set of core beliefs. It takes place over time. It's often shaped by the events in our lives, positive or negative. And the events in your life can alter your mindset. They can change your belief systems or it can cement it into place, which furthers a deep-rooted belief. Your mindset is vital to your healing process, especially when you're healing from betrayal trauma. If you have a negative mindset, then you're going to filter everything through a negative filter. And the result, well, it'll always be negative. The same occurs in the positive. Let me give you an example. Now, perhaps you grew up in a family where you were told you were just too much. Maybe you were over the top or too loud and, you know, too dramatic. You were so melodramatic in everything that you did or said or played out. And when you expressed yourself freely, you were actively shamed for it and you were shut down. You were told to sit down and be quiet. Girls just don't act that way. And over time, this created a core belief that it's shameful to express yourself, to just be you, and it made you feel worthless and unlovable. So you developed this mindset that you had to be quiet, that you should not speak. Or, like me, you went to the extreme, and you believed that you had to actually perform to be loved. Yes, beautiful. I actually believed that about myself, had that mindset for a very long time. Well, the experience that I just talked to you about, it feels like the truest truth when you're living in it, right? You actually have developed a mindset about it, and it feels like that is your core truth. You see, the experiences where others uh, meet or don't meet your needs or welcome the opportunity to support you or they don't support you affects your mindset. And these can either reinforce an embedded core belief or it can actually cause you to dismiss belief systems. On an emotional level, these things can feel very true and they can be very detrimental when it comes to healing from betrayal. So when you've been betrayed, it can and most often does reinforce the negative beliefs that you've developed over time. Even if something positive happens in your life, you really can't receive it due to the negative mindset that is control at that time period. As humans, our biases toward negative thoughts and beliefs are much stronger and more potent than our biases toward positive thoughts and beliefs. And this is because there is a place in our brain called the threat center or the survival part of the brain, and it's known as the amygdala. It is that alpha part of the brain. And every other part of your brain is submissive to the alpha part of the brain. It submits itself to the amygdala. So when survival mode kicks in, when it's active, all the other parts of your brain say, uh, I hear you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am. And they submit to the orders because the threat center or the survival mode has kicked in 
and that's in charge of keeping us alive. So the other parts of the brain retreat and they go into what I call the on hold mode. So all the while the survival part of your brain is scanning the environment for any kind of harm, danger, or threat. And when sexual betrayal enters the scene, your brain gets completely hijacked. How do you know this? Well, there are some symptoms that you probably experience when your brain has been hijacked in this manner. Brain fog is one of them. I know many, many women, and men for that matter, who've been betrayed, who say that they deal with chronic brain fog. They just can't think straight. They're also having memory issues, and I know that was a huge one for me. I even had instances where I would go around the house looking for my phone, my keys, and my glasses. My phone would be in my hand, my keys were in my pocket, and my glasses were on top of my head. (laughs) I could not remember where I placed them, right? Or it's the intrusive thoughts, that movie reel that is on repeat, that just won't stop. The voice in our head that keeps reminding us of his affair, of the pornography use, of the other woman, all the things that happened in the betrayal. Or you might experience that you believe things that really aren't real. That's where we take on the belief systems and we have these wild imaginations of what the affair possibly was like or the pornography use was like when in fact that wasn't the reality at all. But our brain gets hijacked and goes into these weird places that causes us to have belief systems that aren't real. Sexual betrayal is an experience that is charged with negative emotions, and it has a profound loss of safety that threatens your sense of survival. And this can cause your brain to get stuck in the survival mode. And for many, it can become very chronic especially if you're experiencing what's called drip disclosure, which is finding out about little bits and pieces of the affair or pornography use over and over and over and over again. This is repeated trauma, and your brain sees it as a constant danger or a constant threat. So it's always hypervigilant. It's always alert. It's always in the survival mode. So now your brain is convinced that the safest thing to do is to simply stay on high alert, assuming that danger is coming from somewhere at some time. It's kind of like what I call waiting for the shoe to drop at any time. You're looking for it around every corner. Can you see how this can develop a mindset over a period of time? Now, your mindset says that your spouse The one who betrayed you is a source of danger. They're an actual threat to you. And you have the mindset about whether you can ever relax and feel safe around them ever again. What about the mindset about sex? It gets altered because of sexual betrayal. How about the mindset about your relationship? You start to have negative mindsets about will it ever work again? Can it ever truly heal again? And left unaddressed, your mindset can actually sabotage your recovery and it can also sabotage 
any future relationships that you may go into. What this means, beautiful, is that betrayal trauma impacts your mindset enormously. And if you've already felt unworthy, less than, insecure, undesirable, uncertain, too much, over the top, not enough, you know, not pretty enough, too fat, too thin, well then betrayal trauma comes in like a tidal wave and it sets you on a course for deeply rooted negative mindsets to get entrenched in you. See, our thoughts are like, if I'm prettier, he wouldn't have cheated on me. If I were worthy of loyalty and fidelity, then he wouldn't have had an affair. If I only looked more like those women on the pornography sites, he wouldn't have had to go looking there. Or what about this one? If I had given him more attention, more affection, more sex, then he wouldn't have cheated on me. Well, beautiful, the deeper the mindset, the stronger the belief. And each time you are up against conflict in your relationship, or if he expresses disappointment, or you're being gaslit, manipulated, blame shifted, it only reinforces these core doubts and beliefs. We hear the mindset with those thoughts that I just told you about repeating over and over and over again like a broken record. So what do we do? What do you do about them? How can you change your mindset so you can really begin to heal from betrayal trauma? Well, beautiful, grab your pen and paper because I'm going to give you seven steps to renew your mind today. Yes, we are going to work on your mindset. You see, the Apostle Paul in Romans 12, 2 plainly stated that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Now, many of us have it backwards. We think that, oh, well, once my life is transformed, once I change, my lifestyle changes, then my mind will finally be renewed. But beautiful, that's not how this works. In the kingdom of God, it's actually upside down or backwards, so to speak. It's actually the other way around. So I want you to think about that. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, think about when you were born, okay? Just think with me for a moment. We came out of the womb. We came into the world. Most of us came into the world head first if we weren't breech. And when you come out of unpleasant circumstances, when you're limited in your career, stagnant in your ministry, you've dealt with betrayal trauma, well, the same happens. Your head has to come out first, beautiful. So when your mind is changed, That's when your life is transformed. What your mind is focused on determines your direction. Now, I'm going to say that again. What your mind is focused on determines your direction. Now, let me show you how this works for a moment. Let's say that you are currently battling an illness that you know you've been dealing with let's say Hashimoto's thyroid disease or MS or you have had COVID recently or you have had the flu whatever it is we automatically think I am a sick person trying to get healthy right that's our mindset well if we transform that we renew our mind then you are not a sick person trying to get healed You're actually a healthy person fighting 
sickness. You see how that works? Let me give you another one. Most of the time, we are saying that we are in bondage. I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. I'm constantly in bondage. But the truth of the matter is, you're not a bound person trying to get free. You are a free person in Christ fighting bondage. I'm going to give you one more. When we're born again in Christ Jesus, we are automatically thinking, I am this sinner that is seeking to get holy. I am just, uh, you know, I'm just trying to attain holiness. I'm this sinner that's doing that. But the reality is this. You're not a sinner trying to get holy. You are a saint that is fighting sin. Beautiful, this is all according to scripture, okay? This is how we get transformed by the renewal of our minds is through truth. The word of God plainly says, and Jesus was the one who says it, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so that's what I'm bringing you today. So step one of the seven steps to renew your mindset is stop waiting for an outside miracle in order to change your mind. Most of us look for the miracles to come into our lives and, you know, get rid of all the chaos that's in our mind, right? Well, the renewing of the mind will never work if someone believes the excuse of the reason why my mind is so negative is because my life is so hard. Beautiful, that's not true. I want you to take a different thought pattern. Have you ever thought that maybe the reason that life is so hard is because the mindset is so negative? Now, hear me out. Betrayal trauma is trauma and it is hard. That is not where I'm going with this. But our mindset matters when it comes to healing from betrayal trauma. And so we can actually change that mindset of saying, my life is so hard and I can't, you know, my mind is so negative because this trauma on me is just so awful. Well, what if we changed our mindset? It could possibly aid us in the healing process from the trauma. You see, you cannot have miracles in your life regularly if your mind is constantly in chaos and in a mess. So start to change that mindset. Step two, stop believing that you can't control your thoughts. Beautiful, that is a lie from the pit of hell. It absolutely is. The lie is, oh, I can't control my thoughts. They control me. No, not a N-O. <laughs> that is not true. This is actually an excuse that many people use, and it's definitely not scriptural, because the Bible tells us to take captive every thought and to submit them unto Christ Jesus. We're also told in Philippians 4.8 to think about these things, and it goes on to tell us to think about the things that are pure and holy and righteous and true. And then it also says in Joshua 1.8, you shall meditate on it day and night, meaning the word of God. And on his law, he meditates day and night, Psalm 1-2. So we're told in scripture that our thoughts can actually be controlled by us. And it's very clear, according to scripture, that God actually expects us to choose our thoughts and not to allow our thoughts to always be chosen by our circumstances. 
So there is a way to take captive your thought. The battlefield is absolutely in the mind, beautiful. It really is. So when we stop the thought process and say, wait a minute, does it line up with the truth of God's word? Number one, if it doesn't, cast it at his feet and walk away from it in Jesus' name. This is how we take captive and submit it under Christ Jesus. This is how we start to renew our minds. How do we do this practically? Well, it's true that we can get attacked in our minds. Satan does come at us and puts thoughts there because our minds definitely, again, are a battlefield, not a playground. We kind of wish it was, but that's not true. And as a Christian, um, we begin to uh, connect our spirit with Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit starts to take over our thought process and helps us to take captive our thoughts. So stop believing the lie that your thoughts control you and start believing the truth that you can actually control your thoughts. Step number three is this. Confess what you believe, not what you feel. Now, before you check out, I want you to hear me out, okay? (laughs) Your feelings are valid, beautiful. They are real, and that's not what I'm saying here. The truth is that we actually possess what we confess, right? Those things become a part of us. The things we confess in our lives become a part of us because Scripture said that there's power of life and death in the tongue. When we confess it out loud, then we actually start to believe, okay? So when we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we believe it in our heart and we are saved according to scripture. We possess God's promises by confessing them with our mouths. And when you regularly confess only what you feel and what you see, then you're actually sabotaging and hurting your faith and not helping the negative thoughts to be discarded from your mind so that your mind can be renewed and that mindset transformed. Jesus displayed this beautifully in scripture for us. He went into the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil. And, you know, most likely the devil tempted Christ with his thoughts. And he came at him that way. And what did Jesus do? Jesus spoke scripture out loud and battled the enemy appropriately. He didn't confess that, oh, you know, I'm so overwhelmed with hunger. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed with exhaustion. No, he said, man does not live by bread alone. He confessed that do not tempt the Lord thy God. Like he battled with scripture. So don't speak what you feel all the time. Yes, your feelings are valid. Yes, you need to acknowledge them. However, what you need to recognize is you need to speak the truth over your feelings because your feelings will follow the truth that you profess from your mouth. Otherwise, your mind can't change. So speak life over your feelings over yourself, and over your situation. Now, number four is this. What you dwell upon or what you feed your mind constantly becomes a mindset. Like I said earlier, what you focus on actually determines the direction of your mindset. A mindset is impossible to change without changing what your mind is filled with. Junk in, junk out is actually true. 
And typically when we hear the truth about breaking strongholds in our life or renewing our minds, we get busy trying to change the mindset. And then we quickly learn that that's not an easy task when we try to do it in our flesh. The only way to change your default mode of your mindset and that automatic negative thinking is by filling your conscious mind with truth from God's word, with new information, with the reality of what is before you. In other words, you know, yes, you've been betrayed. True. But the truth of God's word says that he will make all things new in your life, that he will take the things that have been meant to harm you and turn them into good into your life, that he has a destiny and a promise that is sure for you. And by taking on those things, that is what's going to transform your mind. Only the conscious mind is filled to the overflow. It slips into the conscious mind, right? So once you fill your conscious mind with all the goodness of God, all the truth, then it's going to go into the subconscious and it's going to help renew your mind. Step five is this. Resist the negative thoughts and go after the positive ones. Take captive every thought, in other words, and submit it unto Christ. Bad thoughts come, beautiful. They will. When you've been sexually betrayed, those bad thoughts are going to come. But you do not have to stay in them, and they do not have to control you. And if we speak against them with the truth of God's word, they will have to flee. That's just the truth. It really, really is. So resist the negative thoughts. Now, I'm not saying deny them. I'm not saying push them under the rug. I'm saying you accept and acknowledge your truth and then you start to move into your healing process. The negative thoughts that have a tendency to come and ruminate over and over again, you do not have to accept as your lot in life. I hope you heard me loud and clear on that one. Rewind and listen to it again. You do not have to accept the negative ruminating thoughts as your lot in life. You can actually dismantle them from that mindset, change your mindset to a positive one, renew your mind, and be set free from them. Number six is this. Celebrate the process. Now, sometimes it feels like I don't really know if I can celebrate it, but it's going to take time to see a change in your mind, so you need to celebrate the little milestones along the way. And I think there's a reason why God um, chose to show us this in scripture by taking six days to create the world, right? He showed us that there was a process involved. Each day he did something great and he said that it was good and he celebrated every day by saying it was good. He noticed the milestones. That's what you get to do as well, beautiful. It's worthy to note that God never compared the messy process of creation to the beautiful heaven that resides where he is, right? It it was never compared. The devil is going to want you to compare your process of healing your mind with other people, with their progress. 
That is a disaster waiting to happen. Comparison is the thief of joy. Your journey is your journey. Your healing process is your process. Celebrate the little small wins daily that you have. Remind yourself daily you are complete in Christ Jesus. You do not need to compare yourself to others. Christ made you beautiful and unique just the way you are. And comparing yourself to others leads to complaining. And complaining can lead to breaking the 10th commandment of coveting. And I know you probably didn't know I was going there, right? Coveting kills the creative process of God renewing your mind. So if your neighbor's lawn looks a little greener than yours, then start watering your own lawn. Remember, what God started in you he is faithful to complete. This is according to Philippians 1.6. He's not done with you yet, beautiful. And the last step is this, step seven. Expect miracles to happen in your life. Expecting something good is a daily choice. It's an act of your faith. And a person who has a renewed mind has a positive expectation in the forefront of their mind. Don't let your imagination create an image in which your day is going to be hard and go bad, such as I'm going to be betrayed again. He's going to fail me again. My relationship is going to be a failure, yada, yada, yada. You get where I'm coming from. Replace all of those negative imaginations, those negative thoughts with the promises of God's word. You know, many wake up every single morning with that feeling in their gut that something bad is going to happen. Today's going to be a hard day. It's just, I know the shoe's going to drop somewhere. And lo and behold, it happens. Well, beautiful, if you're waking up that way and you're expecting it nine times out of ten, it's going to happen. Because you have a choice every single day when you wake up. You can wake up with the negative mindset, feed it all day long, and that wolf is going to grow. But if you wake up and choose to take the day by storm and say, no, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He has a destiny for me, and I know he's going to turn what has been made for uh, evil in my life, he's going to turn it for good. So I choose to have positive thoughts, a good day, to take captive every thought, to submit it unto Christ, and to move forward in my healing. And beautiful, that's when you'll see God do the miracles in your life. I choose to trust God and expect his grace and mercy. I don't get up expecting accidents or all hell breaking loose in my life or even the possibility of being betrayed again. Those are not my thoughts. I expect God every day to show up. Yes, do I believe that we will have hard days? Sure I do. We will. But we don't have to live with the constant threat of expecting them to happen. Wake up every day renewing your mind, expecting God. This is the way that you can renew your mind. Beautiful, I pray that this helped you. Go back and listen to it again. It was jam-packed. Share it out with someone who really needs it. Your mindset matters when it comes to healing from betrayal trauma. Be renewed so that your life can be transformed. And I promise you, the miracles of God will show up for you. And you will not only heal from betrayal trauma, but you will walk into a destiny that's sure, one that is promising, that you never dreamed 
or imagined possible. Be blessed, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.